clock is ticking on earth. Time is running out and everything we know, everything we see, everything we feel, everything, everything that we see as materialistic and everything that we can see, touch, smell and taste is going to be burned up and dissolved. What manner of persons ought we to be? Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, it is Tuesday, December 19th. We want to welcome you to the program. This is End Time Headlines. I'm your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. Listen, I want to welcome everybody to the broadcast tonight. Listen, if you're new, this is your first time joining us. Maybe you're coming in from Facebook Live. Uh, many of you guys are coming over from Facebook. Maybe this is your first time joining us. Somebody invited you into the program. We want to officially welcome you to the program. Uh, again, let us know in the comment section below that you're new, where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, again, guys, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that share button. This is what pushes our material out on these programs, on these platforms so that we can get the word out to everybody else. Also, I want to remind you guys the best way to keep up with our ministry is not Facebook, not YouTube, not Twitter, not Instagram, not Rumble, not not these platforms. Listen, these are great, but I'm telling you the clock is ticking on those program on those platforms as well. So listen, download the free app today. It's available on Apple, Android devices, depending on your device. Download it, hit yes to push notifications, uh, and you're going to be good to go. You're going to have every headline every podcast when it is readily available. So guys, I want to talk to you today about the fullness of time. Did you know that the word of God uses this term when the fullness of time has come? I want to show you today, the apostle Paul was very familiar with this passage. He coined this phrase. He used it several times in the Bible and he references it as in relation to the end of one era, the end of one thing, and the beginning of a new era or the beginning of something else. Let me say that again. When the fullness of time has come, transition of this into transition of that. Let me show you this from the word of God. I want you to turn with me. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to be hanging out right here in Ephesians one. And then we're going to go over here in Romans chapter uh, 11 as well. We're going to go to a couple places here. Uh, Ephesians one, watch this again. This was written by the apostle Paul to the church of Ephesus, the apostle Paul, whom wrote seven, or he got the revelation of seven mysteries. One of those mysteries, one of those seven mysteries is the mystery of the rapture of the church, the gathering together, the harpezo, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's there. And it's one of the seven mysteries. So he's speaking to the church of Ephesus. And I believe in this passage, he gives us clues about this. Watch this. Ephesians 1 verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Look at verse 10, guys. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. I want everybody to stop and say this with me. Say, in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. That right there is a real key here. He says that when this happens, this event called the dispensation of the fullness of times, watch what he says happens. 
when it happens, he, speaking of Yeshua, Christ, might gather together. Now, that word gather together, guys, is the, is in the same connotation as 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 in relation to the rapture or the gathering together or the harpazo of the church. Watch what he says here. In the fullness of the dispensation of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Look what he says, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. How powerful is that? So now let me go to, over here to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Look at this. And by the way, the uh, the book of Thessalonians was the first letter. This was the first letter that Paul ever wrote to the churches. It was not Romans. It was not 1 Corinthians. It was Thessalonians. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he gives us the revelation of the rapture, the gathering together, the harpezo, the catching away. Again, whatever you want to call it. Okay, because people get hung up on the terminologies here. Verse first, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. That's an idiom used for death or dying or have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up there it is together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words again going back to ephesians do y'all see that they go hand in hand they 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 uh, complement one another and it's the same revelation so watch this don't miss this paul is telling us that this glorious, magnificent, blessed hope event that has not happened yet in our lifetime, because we're still here, is coming. But watch this. It is connected to, or it is hinged on, this dispensation of the fullness of times. So, in other words, translation when this dispensation of the fullness of times comes to a climax, when it comes to its fullness and it closes, it will transition the church era, come on, into the age of the church age to the millennial reign, uh, the, the, the catching together. The, the Lord shall catch up those together in the clouds. Wow, this is good. Then you go to Romans 11. Let's go over to Romans 11. I want to show you that the Apostle Paul, who also wrote this uh, letter as well, consequently used the same terminology. Let's read it. Romans eleven twenty five. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Again, he, he notice he says this mystery, not a mystery. We're, he's getting ready to elaborate on what this mystery is. Lest you should be wise in your own opinion. Here's the mystery, church. Listen, that blindness in part has happened to Israel. Now, we're in, as the recording of this broadcast, we're in 2023. The majority of Jews, even in Israel, are not Messianic Jews, meaning 
They don't have a personal relationship with Yeshua. They don't know Jesus Christ as Mashiach, as Messiah. They, they consider him a prophet, the, 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 but not the Messiah. So therefore, the majority is still in, watch this, blindness. But Paul says that I want to show you a mystery that this blindness is in part until, uh-oh, what, until what, Paul? Here it is, the fullness of of the Gentiles has come in. So notice here he uses this term again, the fullness, the fullness of time, the fullness of the dispensation of grace, the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Now, what is he talking about here? He's talking about a sovereign number of Gentile believers across the planet will be saved, redeemed by the blood of Jesus. They will come into the kingdom. And when that sovereign number has become full, don't ask me to know the number because God has not given that revelation to us. We don't know that. Only God himself knows that. And it's a sovereign number. But we do know that according to the apostle Paul, who wrote Romans said that whenever this is when this fullness of when this fullness of the gentiles comes in there is going to be a shift take place and the blinders will begin to be lifted off the eyes of the jews or israel and watch this and then the gentiles will begin to go in blindness my friend can i tell you we're not there yet but i believe it's already in motion I believe a lot of Jews are starting to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah. But at the same token, a lot of quote unquote Gentiles. Come on, especially in America and in American churches are going blind to the gospel. They're going blind to who Yeshua is. They're going blind to who the Messiah is. And this is all prophesied. And. So when you see this rise of anti-Semitism, you see this rise of replacement theology, and you see this rise of these false doctrines and deception, guys, on one hand, it's sad. But on the other hand, we should rejoice because we know that what the Apostle Paul shared with us in Romans 11 is about to come to come to fruition. Now watch this. When this fullness of time has come, this sovereign number things will majorly there will be a shift and a transition i believe the the rapture of the church is 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 tied to this because i believe that when that event when that glorious event takes place i believe uh, there's going to be a huge number of gentiles that will be caught up to heaven with the lord on that in that time frame and when this happens we shift into the tribulation period and that's when God shifts his focus on Israel. Okay, so don't miss. I don't want to get too far theologically in this because this is not even my message tonight. I want to focus on the fullness of time when the, as he said in Ephesians, when the dispensation of the fullness of times has come. The bottom line is, listen to me, listen to this preacher real carefully. Guys, if you think that we're just going to keep on going, 
If you think that God in heaven is just going to continue to allow the the wicked atrocities that are taking place, the 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 lawlessness, the um, the abominations, the abominable acts that mankind continues to carry out on the earth, even in the days of Noah, God said there would there came a fullness of time. And he said when that fullness of time had come, the, the Bible says that the Lord himself even repented. And said he looked upon the earth and great was the wickedness of man because every man's intent was evil in the earth and violence covered the whole face of the earth. And when that fullness of time had come, he said, all right, I've got a remnant in the land. I'll spare that remnant. I'll keep them. I'll preserve them. Oh, come on, somebody. You better get happy with me because as it were in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be in the return of the son of man. I'm telling you, the fullness is about to come, but God still has a remnant in the land. God said in the days of Noah, I've got Noah, I've got his family, I'll preserve them, I'll keep them, and I'll I'll see them through what I'm about to pour out upon the earth because I cannot... I cannot stand what I'm seeing. It's made me sick. It's a stench in my nostrils. If you think here in 2023 that God is going to continue to turn a blind eye to the absolute nonsense and wicked and evil that we're seeing. Guys, do you realize, listen, this is why I wanted to get off Facebook. Because I want to stay on here because I want to be able to preach what I want to preach. And I'm tired of tippy-toeing and walking on eggshells because of all these meta uh, uh, elites that want to try to censor everything you've got to say. So I'm going to say what I'm going to say today. And I might lose some followers, but that's okay because I believe I'll gain a stronger remnant. Listen, when you've got sodomy taking place in the highest places of in the, uh, of the offices of Washington. Yeah. Man, this is Sodom. I mean, pure and simple, this is Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. I mean, we will be judged. I mean, the, the desecration, the depravity of what was once sacred. But honestly, this is a pattern. The what is holy, and in Hebrew, holy means separate, elevated, is being desecrated on a daily basis. Joe Biden- well, they are recording acts of sodomy and and ha- and not blushing about it when on the white house lawn you've got transgenders that are flashing people exposing their bodies right in front of the president of the united states of america and taking selfies with them when the white house not under this administration but a previous administration lights up the entire White House with a flag that is literally in defiance of God and his covenant that he made with man and and woman and husband and wife and the sanctity of marriage. When a nation defiantly flags a, a, a flies, flies a flag, excuse me, in defiance of the God of heaven, you actually think that God is just going to go, just going to just turn a blind eye to that. And he's just going to keep going on. We're just going to keep going through, Brother Ricky. And ain't nothing going to happen. There's not going to be any consequences to it. Friend, I don't know what God you serve, but the God I serve is not going to put up with that stuff. And if you didn't watch our podcast yesterday, friends, we're not looking for judgment to come. We're in judgment. Well, Brother Ricky, I can't find food in the shelf. Judgment. Well, Brother Ricky, do you see what happened with China? 
and North Korea and Iran, they're threatening us. Judgment. Look at these cyber attacks. Judgment. Oh, I'm, we, listen, we haven't even got on the headlines yet. I'm, judgment is here. I believe the, the president that we have, the leadership that we have in America right now is judgment. Oh, y'all don't want me to preach harder here. And I can go to the book of Judges and show you where when the children of Israel begin to defy God, they begin to turn from God, they begin to turn to abominations, idolatries and idols and all this nonsense. God himself, as a form of judgment to the nation, he would put over them wicked leaders to lead them into captivity. Listen, y'all thought I was going to get all into the political aspect of it and talk about the election and the, the voting and the fraud and this and that and Trump. No, I'm talking. My Bible says that it's God who sets up kings and he sets down kings. Oh, you, you didn't hear that. Let me say that again for the back row. It's God who raises up kings and sets down kings. So every president that we have in here, even though it may have not been the will of the people, or the will of the nation, God permitted it and allowed it for his sovereign purpose. Go, I want you to go with me to 2 Peter. I got to get through this, guys. I, I, don't, I haven't even got into the headlines yet. 2 Peter. This is really where I wanted to go with this today. Look what he says here. The, the Apostle Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Now look what it says, both the earth and the works that are in it. Somebody say the earth. We're talking about earth, creation, animals, vegetation, water, plants, lakes, streams, seas, all of that, the earth and the works that are in it, the works that are in it, the kingdoms, the civilizations, the culture of that day, the earth and the works that are in the earth will be burned up. Stop. I'm going to give you a revelation today. The people, listen to me. All of you guys on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the chat, YouTube, wherever. The people that get offended at, at uh, Watchmen and the message that they proclaim to be watchful, to be ready, to repent, to turn, to turn from these things. The people that get offended at them that call themselves Christians, the reason why they're offended, friends, is because they are in love with this present world. They are in love with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And because they're in love with the lust of these things, they don't want the Lord to come back. So when a preacher gets up, a watchman gets up, a prophet gets up and he declares, repent, turn from this perverse and wicked generation. Stop looking at that. Stop doing this. Get away from her. Stop for fornicating. Stop committing adultery. Stop committing immorality. Stop cheating. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Stop beating your wife. Come on. Stop doing all that. Listen, the only individuals that are going to get, there's two different individuals that are going to get offended at that. One is the unregenerated, but my mind is blown when you preach this and self-proclaimed Christians get offended at this. 
And I started thinking about it one day and the Lord showed me. He said, the reason why these people call themselves Christians or or these self-proclaimed Christians are offended at the preaching of the gospel is because they are in love with this present world. But in 1 John 2, he says, now by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him but whoever keeps his word truly the love of God is perfected in him and by this we know that we are in him he who says he abides in him ought also to walk as he walked then he goes on even further John says that he who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness so the point I'm trying to make is guys When I see self-proclaimed Christians get into the chat, get into the comments, and they trash watchmen like me when we try to warn them of things coming down the pike, and they'll make these comments like, you know, you're an alarmist, you're a hyperbolist, you are a fear monger, you know, this is nothing new, I've heard about this all my life, nothing ever happens, yada, 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 blah, 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 and they try to ridicule us, laugh at us, mock us, smear us. You, my friend, if you're listening to me, you are fulfilling prophecy. The, the same apostle who wrote this right here in second, uh, the second epistle of Peter also said, know this, that in the last days scoffers will come walking according to their own lust, saying, where is the promise of his coming? There's a real revelation right there, friend. The people that are saying, where is the promise of his coming? are the same individuals that are walking according to their own lust. So listen, I, I, this might be bad news to you today, but I've come by to tell you today that everything that you love, your Netflix, your nice, fancy, shiny, high, expensive car, your nice house, all your money, your fortune, your prestige, your platform, your accolades, your influence, whatever, all of this stuff is going to be burned up. You're not going to stall it in a U-Haul truck. You're not going to haul it behind your hearse when you die. You're not going to be able to put it into your grave when they dig the grave for the, to put your body into the casket and lower it down. You can't take it to heaven. You're not going to be bringing it to hell if you don't make it to the kingdom of God. You are not bringing it because it will be burned up. Look what Peter says here. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, let me, let me go back to the scripture. Let me pull it up for you. We're in verse 11. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, look what he says here. What manner of persons ought you and I to be in holy conduct and godliness? Oh, here we go. Here we go with this preaching on godliness and righteousness and holiness and sanctification. Here we go with Brother Ricky preaching this works-based gospel. Here we go again with, with, with Brother Ricky pre- preaching this lordship gospel. I know. Listen, I, I wish somebody would have gave Peter the memo. Somebody forgot to give Peter the memo to tell him that that this modern, apathetic, lukewarm, complacent, progressive church today would not adhere to, listen to, or tolerate any kind of preaching that charges them to repent and actually 
lay down things, give up things, sacrifice things, and deny themselves and take up their cross and follow after Christ. So I was being facetious here, guys, in case you didn't catch on. Peter understood what profit is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forsake and lose his soul. Guys, when I read this, this got deep down on the inside of me because it makes you do a self-evaluation of what are, what, why am I doing what I'm doing? Listen, I am not out to, I don't care if I have a, a, a massive following. I'm not looking to be the next one million follower, influencer. I'm not looking for that. And I, I it, look, oh, come on. Can I, can I get on my soapbox right here and just preach for a second? I said this on my personal Facebook page. Guys, I'm done with the, I can't tolerate, I can't stomach the modern day YouTube uh, preaching influencers, preachers, evangelists, whatever. I can't stomach it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Every time I, I subscribe to some of these people and then I quickly unsubscribe to them. I subscribe to them because I was hoping I would get a word of encouragement or equipping or just a, a good deep teaching. But no, every single day, every time their feed would come up, every time their message or their, 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 uh, um, their posts would come up in my feed. It was always, they're trying to sell a book. They're trying to sell a t-shirt. They're trying to get me a partnership. They're trying to, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to sell something to me in some way, some form or some fashion. They're trying to pull people in trying to, they're, they're all about trying to get likes and, and try to get subscribers versus getting people equipped, getting people trained, getting people discipled and informing people of the time and seasons in which we're in. So guys, I'm, I can't stomach it anymore. There's very few. Most of the people that I listen to glean from set under and my kids set under are individuals that are uh, twice my age or 25 years older than me or they're dead. And I still listen to their messages after they've gone on to be with the Lord, their books or whatever the case. But all these new cats, I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of these new cats on the scene, I just can't do. I can't deal with it, guys, because they it, it's whatever sells, whatever the hot button is, whatever the hot topic is. They're going to ride that horse, honey, until that horse cannot walk anymore, whether it's listen, whatever it is. Whether it's healing, whether it's d d uh, demon possession, whether it's deliverance, whether it's uh, uh, alignments, whether it's conferences, whether it's uh, pr 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 uh, prophetic networks, uh, apostolic networks, I I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I was done with it years ago, and it's just, it, it's, it's not gotten any better, uh, sadly enough to say. But here's the bottom line. Here's what I want to say. They don't realize that there's coming a day, according to the Apostle Paul, that every man is going to stand before the Lord and they're going to have to give an account. All of what they did will be tried by fire and it will either produce wood, hay, stubble, silver, or gold. If it's wood, hay, or stubble, it's going to be burned up. The Bible says all of their works will be consumed in fire, but they themselves will be left and be saved. But everything they were, they 40 years in ministry and they thought they were getting crowns in heaven. But uh, isn't that terrifying to only to realize 
that everything they did was in vain. They did it for the wrong motives. So again, I want to make sure I check myself. God, help me do what I'm doing because I love people. I love souls. I want to see people informed. I want to see them equipped. I Listen, if I'm noticing that the body of Christ is not preaching on something that I think is, is, uh, is, is, is uh, important, then I w- I'm going to preach on it. I don't care if everybody, well, we don't want to hear that. We want to go over here to this guy because he, he, he scratches our itching ears. Then you go over there and get your ear scratched, but I'm going to keep preaching the truth here. Peter says everything's going to be burned up. The clock's ticking. Time's running out. The sands are running down. What manner of persons ought we to be in holy conduct and godliness? Look at verse 12. Let me pull this up again. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Wow. Now listen, in case there's any, in case there's any democratic, liberals, environmentalists, climate change activists, if you think global warming and climate change is big now, honey, wait till we get to this part. When the whole earth will be on fire and be dissolved and melt with fervent heat. You think people are losing their minds now? Wait till that time comes. All right, so now we went 30 minutes of preaching. This was kind of a foundation. Now I want to get to some of these headlines. Again, time is running out. That's the whole theme of today. Time is running out, in case you're not catching it. The fullness of time is coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Time is running out. Guys, This look at this article. Powerful solar flare knocks out radio. Could be headed for Earth Listen, they're calling, we just had a massive solar flare. This was one of the largest ever recorded. They have been warning about this. They said that we're at a solar maximum, but the solar maximum came a lot quicker than what they originally anticipated. And how many, um, uh, how many of these talking heads have come out? Government authorities, the elites have come out. They've warned about this from the WEF. The UN's talked about this. And they said it's not a matter of if, but when we experience a massive solar flare that would completely knock us all the way back into the 1800s. Scientists say a powerful solar flare temporarily knocked out radio communications on Earth yesterday. We asked next weather meteorologist Adam Del Rosso to explain what happened and what other things we may see this weekend. It's yet another impact from this active solar cycle. This time, a strong solar flare along with what's called a radio burst, shooting a wave of energy and radiation right at planet Earth. The strength we saw yesterday on those particular bands was almost 10,000 times the normal background that comes from the sun. Sean Dahl with the Space Weather Prediction Center in Colorado says this is the largest flare since 2017 and possibly one of the largest ever recorded. Any space weather event coming from the sun will not harm you as long as you're on the surface of our planet. There are industries that could be impacted, though, like our technologies, GPS accuracy, communication issues as we experienced during the event yesterday. FAA facilities across the country reporting those issues Thursday afternoon. One employee saying they've never seen anything like it. Forecasters say this storm could also lead to the northern lights over the next several days, with even more solar storms to come. Between now and all the way up through 2025, perhaps even into the initial part of 2026, we could still have uh, pretty notable space weather activity going on if things uh, 
continue. This cataclysmic star burst generated a massive amount of radiation, causing a massive radio blackout in South America. Now, listen, and of course, all these people in America, when we posted this, why did nothing happen to me? I didn't even notice. And they all, they make jokes about it. And they especially the flat earthers, they don't believe in this. They don't believe it's possible. They, they believe it's all fake. It's, it's false. And they, they laugh at it. Well, one reason you didn't notice anything, because the blackouts didn't occur in America, at least here in North America, but it did in South America. It, it led to a disruption and complete loss of radio signals for several hours. Again, it's amazing how people, when it doesn't affect them, they mock it. But these people, I'm telling you, these people that laugh, mock, and scorn, their day's coming. And they're, they're going to wish they never laughed, mock, and scorn against the watchmen and against these warnings. This headline caught my attention. This is from uh, Metro UK. Look, listen to this. Biblical plague of frogs. Interesting term. Biblical plague of frogs, toads, and tadpoles was so great that it caused a multi-car pileup. What? Let's read this. A biblical plague of toads, frogs, and tadpoles wreaked havoc in a Honduras city, even causing a multi-car pileup. The amphibians took over the streets and homes of Coloma after heavy rain fell in the area, causing drains to overflow and puddles to form. The outbreak started on December the 3rd and, according to locals, continued for at least three days. At one point, a pickup truck lost control of the slime left behind and caused a pileup involving at least five vehicles, including a tanker, two lorries, and a motorbike that was left burned to a crisp. There were no fatalities from this, but the road was blocked for some time, causing a long tailback, said residents. Here's a picture of that, by the way, if you're watching our visual platform of this. Several people filmed the creature swarming the area, including one man. Now listen to this, guys, who said, quote, this scares me. It looks more like the plagues of Egypt. He's, again, he's referencing a biblical event. According to the book of Exodus, the second plague of Egypt was a plague of frogs. So again, the terminology they use there is very interesting to me. Here's another story I want to show you. Uh, this comes from Newsweek. Let me pull this up here for you. A possible tsunami risk as geologists have just discovered a 45-mile-long hidden fault. Where is this? According to the report, this fault has just recently been discovered stretching along Canada's Vancouver Island, just north of the Washington state border, and may pose a tsunami risk to people nearby. The fault line was, sub, uh, was suspected to be lurking in the region by geologists, mineralogists, and earth and ocean scientists who had recently found evidence of an earthquake occurring on the Saanich Peninsula, I, I hope I pronounced it right, between 4,700 and 2,300 years ago, according to new research, providing difficult uh, to find due to the thick forest coverage in the area, the fault line was finally found after intensive research. Again, according to this research, if this fault were to see an earthquake, listen to this, it could trigger a tsunami that would be catastrophic to those living nearby in both Canada and on the U.S. West Coast. Stop. The first thing I thought of, guys, when I read this was the recent warning by Perry Stone. 
who has seen not one, not two, not three. We're talking about dozens and dozens of dreams that he's had reoccurring dreams of tsunamis striking the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States of America. This is the first thing I thought of when I'm, when I'm sitting here reading this. Also, guys, again, Luke 21, I know for all of you sensationists that don't believe in dreams and visions, well, let's go to Luke 21. Jesus said, and on the earth there will be there will be uh, perplexity and the waves and seas roaring and men's hearts failing them for fear of the expectation of the things that are coming upon the earth. In this paper, an extensive research suggests that an earthquake on this fault line would likely trigger a tsunami that could strike the Canadian cities of Victoria and Vancouver, as well as places as far away as Seattle, Bellingham, Olympia and Tacoma in the United States. Let me give you this quote. I'll just pull this up here. If a magnitude 6.1 to 7.6 earthquake were to occur today, it would cause substantial damage. A similar reverse earthquake within this magnitude range was the recent 6.8 in Morocco that caused major damage and killed nearly 3,000 people. Uh, However, predicting the exact damage requires modeling of the shaking, a similar earthquake to the one we observe on the XELF. By estimating the shaking, we would have a a better idea of the likely damage to infrastructure. So if you're watching, you guys that are watching this by uh, YouTube, by Rumble, and by the, uh, the rebroadcast video platform, here is this, this is a satellite image from Google showing you this fault line. See how it's, it runs all the way across here um, and it, it from Eagle Beach all the way down to uh, what is at the Haro Strait all the way to the other end. So this is the fault line that they're talking about here. According to this, the last earthquake from this fault line, which occurred several thousand years ago, had a magnitude of 6.1 to 7.6 and may have also triggered a tsunami as well. There is a, quote, high potential that a local tsunami was generated by the Paleo earthquake recorded on the Xelf, either from vertical offset of the seafloor or during a shaking-induced landslide. According to future analysis of the subaqueous structures, excuse me, along with the exploration for regional tsunami deposits could further test uh, this hypothesis. Then you had this disturbing uh, new update revelation coming out of China. Look at this headline, guys. Doctors in meltdown as the mystery China virus, quote unquote, white lung uh, syndrome has stopped responding to all antibiotics. Let me say it again. Doctors in full meltdown as this mystery virus in China has stopped responding to all antibiotics. I thought this was kind of perplexing anyway because typically a a virus, you don't treat a virus with antibiotics. It has to run its course. If um, If it's bacterial in nature, sure, but not in viral. If it's viral... If it's a regular virus, that uh, then this is I, I don't understand this. So let's let's look at this. According to this publication, the, this strange unidentified virus has been causing chaos in China for weeks, and the world on high alert over fears that a new pandemic could be on the way. No official c- confirmation as to what actually it is. 
So they still don't know what this is. Isn't this amazing? This is absolutely astonishing. No need to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing of concern. But hey, we don't know what it is. We don't know what to call it. We don't know what to name it. We don't know what its origin is. But we do know that it has now stopped responding to all antibiotics. All right, then you have, here's some more plagues, guys. Locusts swarm the skies of Mexico, leaving people fearing. Look at this headline. I I didn't make this up. This is not my site saying this here. This is the the Metro UK. Locusts swarm the skies of Mexico, leaving people fearing the world is ending. So are are you kidding me? You can't make this stuff up, guys. So you've got biblical plague of frogs. Where in which one of the residents said, this reminds me, and he said, it, it scares me. It reminds me of the book of Exodus. And he quoted it, talking about one of the plagues. And then you have a swarm of locusts in the skies of Mexico, leaving locals fearing that the world was ending. All right, then uh, you remember how we've been reporting that they've been warning us that this volcano in Iceland after thousands and thousands and thousands of earthquakes, they said they were warning, they were telling people to get ready, evacuating people, and they said it was a matter of time until there was a full-blown eruption. Well, guess what? It has happened. The fullness of time has come, and the eruption has now occurred. According to reports, the eruption has come after a series of earthquakes forced thousands to be evacuated last month. As the country declared a state of emergency and braced itself for the impending explosion. Jaw-dropping footage, you're looking at it right here. Last night captured Iceland's black night sky, lit up a deep orange color as molten rock flew into the air in spectacular scenes which continued into the early hours of the morning. One scientist who flew over the site on Tuesday morning on board uh, a Coast Guard research flight told Icelandic broadcaster RUV that he estimates twice as much lava had already spewed than the entire month-long eruption in the peninsula this summer. So again, uh, this again, uh, this is part of the earth itself in travail. Joel said that the, there would be blood, fire, pillars of smoke before the, cra- the great and terrible day of the Lord. So these volcanoes are only going to increase, friends, prophetically speaking. Something else that occurred <clears throat> over the past 24 hours of this broadcast, rescuers are battling sub-zero temperatures as more than 120 have been killed by China's deadliest earthquake in nearly a decade. Let me say that again. China just experienced its deadliest earthquake in nearly a decade, and at least 120 have been killed. China this morning, a powerful earthquake has killed more than 120 people and injured hundreds more. Survivors were left outside in below freezing weather while rescuers dug through the wreckage. The 6.2 magnitude quake hit the Gansu region. That's a remote and mountainous part of northwest China. Elizabeth Palmer has more on the country's deadliest quake in more than a decade. Security footage from inside a Gansu restaurant shows everything was normal until the quake struck. 
at a minute to midnight. Customers and staff ran for their lives. Throughout the night, rescue workers combed through the wreckage of collapsed buildings, pulling those they could reach to safety and handing out coats and blankets to survivors stranded in the bitter cold. Cell phone video shows the damage to one family home, but at least it didn't collapse. In this poor rural area of northwestern China, many buildings did, killing or injuring the people asleep inside. China mobilized its military, and all day Tuesday, soldiers joined the search for survivors. They cleared rubble and handed out tents and food while heavy equipment worked to clear landslides. Another deadly earthquake hit this region in 2010. And local people know from experience that as the rescue operation continues, the number of dead and injured is bound to rise. Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, Tokyo. All right, now, friends, listen to me. The earth is in travail and the clock is ticking. Heaven and earth are on borrowed time. God is about to wrap this thing up. All of creation knows this. The animals know this. I believe that with all my heart. The animals know this. They know it's about time. Those who are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who've been born again, we, the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men what God has in store for those who love him. But, your Bible says, but he has revealed it unto us by his spirit. In other words, we may not know the day nor the hour that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return, but I believe with all my heart, if you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you're in direct you're in direct tune with God himself, and I believe we're going to have that we're going to know. We're going to not know the day nor the hour, but we're going to know the season. We're going to know, and I believe we're in it. I believe this is why we, uh, there is such an alarm system that's sounding right now on the inside of every watchman. And those who are in tune with God, they know, they see all the signs, they see all these things. And friends, can I tell you something? Here's another huge sign. Even the elites, the rich, the, the, the wealthy, the, the high-profile figures of this world and its, its system today, even they know something big is coming. There was an article today by Michael Snyder. Let me pull this up, and we're getting ready to close this uh, today. We're getting ready to uh, <clears throat> uh, close out on this Tuesday. But I want to show you this article. Here's the headline. This was written from Michael Snyder yesterday. Why has prepping become so popular with the left? Let's read a little bit of this. Something really weird is going on. Traditionally, prepping has been associated with those on the right of the political spectrum. But now we are witnessing a dramatic shift. Interesting word there. These days, many of us, uh, many, these days, many of the most hardcore preppers are actually on the left. These leftist preppers have become entirely convinced that we are headed for a catastrophic societal meltdown. And they are determined to try to survive whatever happens. And we are starting to see leftist fears about the future being reflected in movies and television shows. <clears throat> For example, a new op apocalyptic disaster movie entitled Leave the World Behind. We talked about it uh, last week with, with Bishop Larry Raglan. This uh, film is getting millions upon millions of views on Netflix. Let me read this to you. Quote, if society actually did begin to completely break down, you would probably would never know exactly how or why. Really? Are, 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 is society 
that dumb? A society that occupied and distracted that they wouldn't even know it's happening? Please don't answer that because it will be disappointing. Um, and that was a rhetorical question. You'd be aware that something was wrong, but the specifics would get cloudy once phones stopped working. The internet was severed and media networks turned to dead air. Ominous late night electronic shrieks from the sky, explosions in the distance, planes and boats plowing in the ground and animals flocking in eerie patterns would only hint at the chaos. A whisper network of survivors might convey contradictory rumors, but how would you know if any of it was true? That's the unsettling premise of Leave the World Behind, the new Netflix thriller that compounds its uh, that compounds its terror through un- uncertainty. Now, I like what Snyder said. If you, when you scroll down here, he said, why in the world would the Obamas want to make something like this? Why would they want to produce this? He said, this is a good question. Hopefully somebody would ask them. Once upon a time, leftists tend to mock preppers, but now anxiety about the 2024 election. Gee, we knew it was going there, right? I'm, they are so scared to death, guys, that Donald Trump is going to win the reelection. They actually believe that if he wins the reelection, it is the end of society and the world and civilization as we know it. All of this is good. It is what we want to happen. That is to say the system works so that an authoritarian president was not able to weaponize United States armed forces to keep himself in power after losing a free and fair election. But as those former top military leaders warn in that new piece I quoted at the top, it's not a status quo that we can just kind of take for granted going forward. I quote again, on January 6th, a disturbing number of veterans and active duty members of the military took part in the attack on the Capitol. More than one in 10 of those charged in the attacks had a service record. A group of 124 retired military officials under the name Flag Officers for America released a letter echoing Donald Trump's false attacks on legitimacy of our elections. The authors of the op-ed go on to write, quote, the potential for a total breakdown of the chain of command along partisan lines from the top of the chain to the squad level is significant should another insurrection occur. Welcome back. With the 2024 election in our sights, officials across the country are still fighting disinformation campaigns and preparing for the wave of election deniers who are already mounting campaigns against them. Yeah, and new reporting out this morning on NBCNews.com shows that democracy is still at risk ahead of the next election cycle. Absolutely. And I think what election experts are telling us across the board is that the most important thing that happened in 2022 is that voters said we don't actually want election deniers running our elections. If election deniers continue to lose in 2024, uh, experts say, you know what, maybe maybe the dam will, ho- will hold, if you will, against this uh, threat to democracy. But it's not just talk. Political violence is not just something abstract or something that might happen at some point in the future. It's happening right now. It has been happening and increasing, especially since the violent insurrection at our nation's capital. A new study from Reuters out this week finds that there have been 213 cases of political violence since January the 6th, 2021, in which at least 39 people have been killed. Quote, the biggest and most sustained increase in political violence since the 1970s. These incidents of political violence began rising in 2016, you'll be shocked to hear, around the time of Trump's first run for the presidency. According to USA Today, doomsday prepping is seeping into the mainstream as Americans of all ages and political persuasions are becoming increasingly worried ahead of the 2024 presidential election about the prospect of a civil war. 
Now, consequently, and we're not going to talk about this today, but uh, here in a couple days, either Thursday or Friday of this week, there's a new movie, consequently, getting ready to release in April of next year, and the timing of it's impeccable. And it's actually called Civil War. You, you don't want to miss this program. We're going to talk about that Thursday or Friday of this week. But anyway, it that is extremely interesting. And again, it's, it is uh, predictive programming, friends, at its finest. Hoarding food, water, and weapons was once associated with libertarian extremists, but as... Uh, but as a rematch between President Biden and his predecessor, Donald Trump, seems all but inevitable in 2024, prepping has become a bipartisan activity, according to a USA Today report. And he goes on in the article and he talks about that some of these elites, even Mark Zuckerberg, which we talked about this yesterday, if you didn't miss, if you missed that program, go. And we gave you great details on this doomsday bunker this underground bunker that he's creating that's got like 30 bathrooms, uh, 30 bedrooms. It's like a 5,000 square foot underground, fully underground bunker in Hawaii that's a spit in the face to all the people and all the residents that suffered that disaster that took place there. But he is one of many of these elites that are literally preparing for doomsday. Snyder goes on to say that ordinary Americans are buying gold from Costco at a staggering rate. I didn't even know you could buy gold, but apparently you can from Costco. I didn't know you could buy gold from Costco is what I meant to say. Wholesale retailer Costco sold more than $100 million worth of gold. Did y'all know this? In the most recent quarter, with gold bars seeing high demand from customers. Speaking of money, listen to this. Costco says it can't keep one item in stock. Big box retailers selling one ounce gold bars online for more than $1,900. Company's CFO says that they sell out within a matter of hours. Company's limiting two per member. And as of this morning, one ounce of gold is priced at $1,919. Now you couple that with, this is a headline that came out today. U.S. economist predicts 2024. Here it is. Meanwhile, economist Harry Dent is making a dire prediction about the market next year. He says 2024 is going to bring, and I'm quoting him now, the biggest crash of our lifetime. Economist John Lonsky is here. What do you think of Dent's prediction? Well, I think it's a little bit over the top. It's a daring <laughs> prediction. I hope that. it is. Okay. Anyway. I hope so, too. I don't see yeah. any sign of that happening right now. But, you know, the longer we put off this, this correction, eventually we have to have some sort of slowdown or a mild recession to sort of like stop this rapid growth of, of consumer credit. we got to do something about those elevated prices in housing, the rents and whatnot. But even as the Fed is... is is reducing rates, and they say they're going to reduce well, it three times in 2024. I mean, isn't isn't that going to forestall a recession? It might well, might put it off even longer, but uh, won't it forestall? I got it? bad news because usually recessions appear after the Fed begins to cut rates. Okay, so it, I don't think the uh, forthcoming rate cuts will necessarily stave off an economic downturn. That may be asking too much. But when you when the rates come down, it come, becomes cheaper to borrow money. Companies can expand. Companies can use that cash in order to expand and, and hire more people. Doesn't that, isn't that the opposite of a recession? Are they going to hire more people? Are they going to engage in more capital spending if spending overall, if corporate 
corporate revenues are coming in well under expectations. That's the trick. How much longer can the U.S. consumer continue uh, to spend at a rate that seems to well out, uh, outpace the rate at which their incomes are growing? And, you know, you, uh, you sent me something about the uh, retirement uh, plans. Well, I, let, let me tell you specifically what we're going to talk about. Gen, Gen Xers say they're going to need over 1.1 million to retire, but most only expect to have about $660,000. That's a $451,000 difference, the largest wealth gap of any generation. So how do they make up for the lost time? Cut back on spending and increase savings. That's all they could possibly do. And I don't know, uh, you know, when are they going to go ahead and make that type of move? It's beyond me, but it, it might well be this, uh, this consumer spending spree that's been around 2022, uh, 2023 may disappear in 2024. Well, I'm telling you, 2024, my goodness, guys, if we ever need, listen, and I want to meet, can I, this is a great time to do this pitch right here. I want to tell you this right here. We, uh, here at End Time Headlines, myself, all of our staff, our family, we are going to embark into, starting January 1st, we're going, to, we're going to do a full, we're going to do a 21-day time of prayer and fasting. Because, listen, if, if there was ever a time that we as the church needed to be fasting and praying, it's now. Because I'm telling you, next year is going to be a bumpy ride. I believe that. I, be, I would be shocked if we make it through 2024 without major, major things happening. I don't want to, we'll elaborate more on this later. But again, uh, here you, you have this uh, economist, well-known economist, and he's coming out warning, warning that 2024 will bring the biggest crash, economic crash of our lifetime. So guys, again, I want to leave you Knowing all of this, putting all this together, again, we leave you Luke 21, 28. Jesus said, when you begin to see all these things come into pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. And I want to leave you with the words of Peter. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, the economy, the militaries of this world, the riches, the gold, and the things in which we put our trust in, the government, everything, the securities that are materialistic in nature that are here that will all pass away. Peter said, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Listen, if you're listening to this broadcast today, listen, I, maybe you stumbled in here, somebody invited you in, and you don't have a relationship with God, you don't know the Lord, you're away from God, maybe you're backslid. Right now, I'm asking the Holy Spirit of God begin to move on your heart where you're at. If that's you today, whatever fa whatever that looks like for you, never accepted Christ, don't know Christ, I pray right now in the name of Jesus as the Holy Spirit moves upon your heart that you would repent of your sins, put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, that you would surrender your life to him, that you would ask him to wash you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness and ask the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of you. If the Bible says in Romans, if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again from the grave, then you 
will be saved. Friends, that is the most important part. And from this day forward, ask the Lord to help you to live in a manner in which when the day of the Lord comes, whatever that looks like for you, that you can stand before him unashamed for the glorious day that you'll be stepping into eternity forever with the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ. So listen, we pray that you made that decision today. I pray that the Lord would have his way uh, in your life. I pray that you would let him have his way in your life, that you would surrender your life to him fully uh, and completely, and that you would know the your purpose and your will that he has for your life, and that you would seek that out today. And I pray, listen, you got a whole group of individuals right here on the chat. They're listening. If, listen, if there's anybody in the chat if you're watching you're in the chat and you're away from god just if if you can say uh, just type in um that's me or put a hand up and saying i would like prayer uh, come on just extend your hand to them begin to pray for them right where they're at we pray for them right now in the name of jesus father we thank you for these uh, individuals that are watching these individuals that are listening F- father those that are away from god those that don't know god i pray the holy spirit of god would have his way in their lives and these people lord god would surrender solely to the Lord Jesus Christ and that Lord that they would give their entire lives to you God that they would be sold out to you they would they would desire to serve you in holy conduct and godliness hastening the coming of the day of God because we know that everything that this world has to offer the riches the fame the fortune the accolades the 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 temporal uh, satisfaction the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life all this will be burned up and the elements thereof and the only thing that will stand is our eternal relationship with jesus christ and i we pray this today in jesus name amen and amen listen guys again intimeheadlines.org intimeheadlines.com uh that's going to be our main website download our free app today guys available on apple android get it your play store if you're listening or if you're watching this There's a link that says download our free app. Just click on the link and it's going to take you right there. Just download it. Hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be good to go. Listen, if this ministry is a source of information, revelation, equipping, blessing to you week after week after week. Listen, whatever your relationship is with this ministry, some of you, this is your home church, whatever the case would be, pray about becoming a monthly partner. Pray about what what the Lord would have you to do. We want to give you that opportunity. You can do that two different ways right here on your screen. You can give electronically through the app or through the main website. And again, you can give through PayPal. You can get through major credit card. You can do Cash App, Venmo. All of those are optional. You can also give by check or money order, and you can make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. So, guys, again, Thank you so much for coming on today. And again, for all of you guys who have sent us Christmas cards, uh, just uh, blessings, emails, encouragements and that are praying for us, praying for myself, praying for my family. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our partners. So we're going to sign off for today, guys. We will be back on here on the 21st, which will be Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube Live, Rumble Live, and through the app and main website. So again, we love you guys. Appreciate you. Hit the like button, hit the share button, get the word out. And until then, we'll see you on 
Thursday. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.